Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Here's your host from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, we are the Get Savvy Club and we're on a mission to teach anyone in property how to get visible online. Why? So you can get deals, you can get direct bookings, you can find JV partners and investors, or if you're a realtor or estate agent, you can find new stock and ultimately you can make money. If you would like our help, just message us on info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or find us on social media. I am so excited for this guest because literally it's took me so long to get him on a podcast of some description because I've known of him for years from afar really but just his story really resonates with my story in terms of just his background, the types of jobs that he had in the past were all very similar to the types of jobs that I had, being around a certain type of person that you feel that there should be more in life, but you don't know how to access it, all of that massively resonates with me. Yeah, he, he um, has been through a lot to get where he is now, but I've followed him for quite a while and it's quite good to to get him on and into this podcast. He's a really genuine, interesting guy that's been through a lot and has made a lot of interesting uh, decisions along the way, some that he's happy about, some not so much. At one point, he just scrapped all his social media, which is like exciting and liberating in, in one, I would have thought. Imagine if we did that. Well, he did say he wished he hadn't, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, so he wished he hadn't. Not but, sure. It's the kind know. of thing I think, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this Which you natural decision. <laughs> and then go, oh, no, maybe not. But anyway, yeah, really interesting guy. So um, we'll let you make your own mind up. Let's get into it. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow and subscribe. Uh, I am a grade A introvert and don't really like being out there, but it's nice to hear that what you share makes a little bit of difference because that for me makes it worth it. Years ago, uh, I took myself off social. I had a substantial Mm -hmm. following and I just wiped it out. And I think that'd be quite a good topic to touch on if you want, by the way, shortly, um, because there was... Strong reasons behind that and a few lessons learned. Myself, the short version, first of all, then if we want to get into more detail, we can. I live in Glasgow. I run a very successful media company and I'm an investor in a whole bunch of other businesses uh, which I own, but for the most part don't operate. Everything for me is built around marketing. Coming up, I grew up very rough. Not a lot of opportunity in my world. Made a lot of mistakes. Everything you can possibly think of that could go wrong went wrong, including bankruptcy, Every mistake you can make, every issue you can have, been there, done it, worn the t-shirt. Coming up, I was always trying to find something that I could do, a way forward. And I remember paying this life coach to help me find a direction in my life. And he couldn't do it. And I was like, this guy's supposed to be the best. And he can't help me find out what I'm supposed to do in my life. Then I realised that perhaps there is no specific thing I should be doing. Perhaps the love of business and marketing itself is what I should be doing. So for that point forward, I got behind other businesses that I believed in and I helped make them successful. So ultimately, I'm a marketer. Any business I'm involved in, it's in a marketing capacity. That's the the short version. What other jobs did you do along the way then? Checked out of school before my exams. I've done many, many jobs. Uh, Everything you can think of a debt collector to you know having the debts collected on me <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, several call centers at least so, you know the process so you could like exactly i can I'm, guess I'm what budget. you know what was well versed on this you know i worked for insolvency companies pension companies offices call centers selling sofas carpets i went in a lot of jobs through the front door and get shown out the back because none of them gave you a sense of satisfaction or motivation Absolutely. None of them gave me satisfaction. None of them gave me motivation. And even when I did get into something like, I'll give you one example, a sales job that I was outstanding at. I've always applied myself to things. They didn't like me because I didn't really fit their little drinking club Mm -hmm. culture or 
didn't really want to be part of the team. Wasn't interested in talking about the football. I was reading Brian Tracy and trying mm-hmm. to sell better and never really fit anywhere, to be honest. Always had my own ideas and always had this idea that there's more to life. I just didn't know how to get it because I wasn't... How to, how to unlock it. I guess a lot of people listening to this will feel that kind of like, I know there's this other life that's for yeah. me over there somewhere, but how but, does someone from your background get to that? But yeah. did you feel... This might be a personal question, but did you feel like you didn't fit because of you or because you were in the wrong, you hadn't found your environment yet? Because a lot of people just think, well, it's, it must be me. Look at all these people enjoying this time at the pub or this crappy job or whatever, you know? I mean, I think that growing up for me, I grew up in a housing scheme in Scotland and it was drink, drugs and gangs and I was involved in all of it. By the way, there is no personal questions with me. I'm an open book. I think it's the best way to be. The world's full of bullshit, so you might as well speak your truth and yeah. Yeah. let people know who you are. But growing up, we were always kind of told that you don't ask about money, you don't talk about money, money's not yeah. for people like us, all the usual bullshit. So there was a lot of limitations, environmental, parental, all that, imposed upon you, and it's hard to break free of that. And for me growing up, I always felt like there must be more. There's got to be more. I'm delivering pizzas with my dad in really nice places in Glasgow, and I'm thinking, why the fuck is this no It's like, mm. why is it that we fight about money, we're stressed all the time, my dad's in and out of the house, there's all sorts of shit going on outside the front door, why is it that there's this whole other world out here? Why no us? You know, so there was, there was always that limitation, and I never really believed that any of this was for me, but yeah, it didn't stop that pull towards it. Come back to what you asked there, like, I feel like, Inside all of us, there's like a natural inclination. People talk about your purpose in life or, you know, what you're passionate about. For me, I think your purpose is that thing that you're naturally pulled towards. Mm-hmm. People are searching for this idea of who am I, what should I be, what should I do. You're never going to find the answer. It's never going to be written on a fucking scroll or tablet for you and handed for the heavens. It's always going to be a case of what makes you feel alive. And for me, the idea of getting more for life, the idea of enjoying a bit more freedom, a bit more financial freedom, the ability to travel, to not have my kids, I've got four now, coming up the same way I did and dealing with the same bullshit. So I always had this draw for more. That was in me. I don't think everybody has that for business. No. I think everybody's got that for somebody's passionate about animals, somebody's passionate about you know healthcare, somebody's passionate about this, that, the other. A lot of people are just happy to go on with life and plod along. But if you've got that natural draw for business, that's the kind of people that are watching a podcast like this. The other folk, they're not listening to this, they're not watching this. What was your first success? My first business was in 2004. It was on the back of, I'll tell you this wee story because it's quite cool. Personal rock bottom, not a bullshit backstory, just a genuine personal rock bottom. December 17th, 2004, drinking every night, out fighting in nightclubs, looking for trouble, not happy, depressed, fed up with life. The sales trainer in the call centre that I worked in asked me if I'd heard of Tony Robbins. And I remember thinking, no. And he said, just go and buy, get, buy, buy the guy's book, buy any book that this guy's wrote. There's only two. So I went out that night, fucked everything up royally, went into work the next day and realised that there was about 300 people looking at me quite disgusted by some of the stuff that I'd done the night before. I remember looking around and thinking to myself, none of these people really give a shit about me. You know, I'm, I'm the class clown, I'm full of fun, I'm always in the thick of trouble, I'm also one of the best salespeople in there. And I thought, if I had gone to jail the night before, which was a possibility, if I had been, you know, had the shit kicked out of me or put in the hospital or anything had happened to me, I would be gossiped for a few days and then I would be forgotten about. Yeah. I thought, nobody really cares. Like, why am I living my life for all these other people? 
So that next morning, I walked right back at my job. I went to Waterstones and bought a Tony Robbins book. And in that book, he shared two ideas that really, really changed it for me. The first one was that the past does not equal the future. No matter where you've been or what your story is or whatever you're hanging on to, that's back there. It's a construct and it's only visible through the lens of the present, you know. It's your choice, isn't it? Absolutely. The second belief was that if a thing is possible, consider it within reach. So I'm looking forward and I'm like, shit, where I've been doesn't really matter as much. It can be what I choose it to be. I can take what lessons I want for it rather than taking the shit from it. And now I can look forward and say that if other people have done this, why not me? So that woke me up to this idea that maybe, maybe there was a better path for me in life. Maybe I could do something. I started to get this kind of, this light little flicker of belief that maybe I could do something in my life. Now you asked when my first kind of success was. Well, this mm. is the thing. That was a success, that yes. moment. Four years you got later, your head in the game then, didn't you? But Stop. four years later, I was bankrupt. <laughs> because I didn't have any advice, mentorship, guidance, support. I didn't know what I was looking at the internet wasn't as big back then i just went in blind and tried things got involved in different ideas different things made a bit of money lost a bit of money messed it up 2008 uh, i went into a debt arrangement plan to try and clear off some of the credit cards i've used to invest in random courses just to find some direction which never really paid off <laughs> uh, i dare say i got some stuff for them and then i went into this uh, debt arrangement scheme couldn't keep up with it Ended up going bankrupt to 2008. Went to a call centre for a year to try and find myself again, like just kind of level out. Got in business with a guy in there. After one year, we left, we got to work, we started making money. That guy then screwed me over. And um, we built up about 70 grand. That disappeared. And that was a big blow. Something I want to point out at this point in the, the chat is that I'm five or six years in now. And all I've known is hardship, failure, struggle, and all the rest of it. So many folk walk into business thinking this will be easy. Well, they fall in love with the idea of watching the dragons' stories, the success stories, the wins. They think this is going to be easy. Now, the reality is the dream is real. But the process and the length of time it takes to get there is not always as pretty as the vision you're sold. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean you need to take five, six, seven, eight years like I did because there are a lot faster and more intelligent ways of doing it, which I've now learned, <laughs> um, which is why I like doing these sort of things, to share that with other people. But I, I pretty much fucked it up royally for years. Gone into 2009, 2010, found my feet again and started on an upward trajectory. Now, even though that trajectory was upward, it's still just a trajectory. There's still dips in there. There's still losing a business somewhere there's still financial troubles and do you know what see even at this point in my life i have a very good life now but even at this point in my life i know that moving forward there will still be dips there will still be losses there will still be everyday challenges because that's real life that's business you know so sorry i know that's not a direct answer to your question no it is it's yeah it's a good a good answer and you're right and i think that while everybody jumps on the bandwagon don't they and talks about how they had hardship and you know they went from here to here not everybody tells you quite how long it took them to get there i think there's a bit of a trend in the online world to go yeah it's really hard for me but within eight months i'd turned it around and and actually that's just Eight hours. We're surrounded by muppets like Andrew Tate, and we're surrounded by people showing off their cars. And listen, there's nothing wrong with showing off the things you've earned and you've worked for. That's all beautiful. But when it's done in a way that kind of manipulates people into feeling like they've done this fast, therefore I can get that fast. Look, my my partner always says to me that I'm the exception and not the rule. You know, I might have done really well. Now, a lot of folk have tried and failed. A lot of folk have come up and really messed it up. And I believe that 
anybody who wants to have a level of success, anybody who wants to create something, absolutely can do it. They just need to follow the right advice and they need to not jump at these shiny objects as fast. They also need to take personal ownership over the results. No victim bullshit, no blaming, complaining or justify. You're exactly where you're no, supposed no. to be based on your choices, your decisions, your actions. You know? So you so, made um, some bad choices in terms of courses and mentorships and advice and everything. So how would you help somebody who's trying to get some advice to find the right level and put their money in wisely? Well, I think that most things have potential to them. Most opportunities out there have potential to them. Any course you go on, no matter if it's the best of the best or the worst of the worst, I still pay for mentorship these days. Mm. I still look for support. I still look for advice. Last night, I spent a £1,000 buying an online course that I'll probably not watch. But it was like... <laughs> been there. It, 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 it was on uh, doing something with your agency and I thought, well, that's a good idea. So I dropped the money. I'll dip in. I'll see what I can get for it. But anyway, um, there's a lot of courses out there. There's a lot of mentorship out there. A mm-hmm. lot of good. A lot of not so good. But here's the reality. You can get something from everything. Even the worst of people, you can take something from them, even if that's not the way to do it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think when you are going down that path, it's good to find people you resonate with, do your own due diligence on them, find it a little bit more. Don't believe necessarily the haters and what they're saying either, because there's a lot of people who are just fucking bitter and twisted. Yeah. A lot of people have had bad experiences as well, but there's a lot of folk who bitch talk about other people. Because they've never taken any action and it just hasn't fallen into their lap. Correct. You know, it's, it's easy to sit and complain. It's the man in the arena or the person in the arena. It's easy to sit and cast judgment. But you're not the one getting your hands dirty. You're not the one who knows great failure or great success. You know, you're not the one in the game. It's like, you know, members of my family and other folk, overweight, middle-aged men sitting criticising players in the World Cup from their fat ass on their couch. I think there's a lot of stuff out there. And I think it's up to people to go out with your eyes wide open to find the kind of people who you relate with who seem to know what they're talking about, take the advice and then use it. Fail forward, but don't necessarily do it in a life or death manner. And take your time. You know, if you build your business, it's like I always say, if you try and get rich quick, you'll probably never get rich because your focus is on all the wrong stuff. But if you focus on building something sensible over the long term, there's a chance you'll get rich and potentially quick, right? So no matter who I went to for courses over the years, no matter who I've learned from, the reality is there's been good things I can learn for everybody. And most opportunities are opportunities because other people can make it work. So you need to own your shit. You know, if you're leaning into something and you're learning something, don't be distracted by the next shiny object. Take the right action. Stop fucking about. You know, you can plan until you're blue in the face or you can get to work and do it. You know, so see what's working replicate it and don't fucking stop yeah. great advice I am like the queen of like the shiny penny syndrome for like years from I did I've stayed in recruitment for a long time but that's because I had the kids and it was you know I could do it with my eyes shut and that so that always looks good 17 years in recruitment but the reality is during being in that recruitment I tried different businesses and then I was always like oh what about this and what about that and then actually just making that decision to actually now get savvy clubs just being the thing that we've been doing for the last three years now you know it works. You know it is it is working and it is doing us well. But before that, doing all these different things certainly didn't help. So you're right, pick one thing and go all in. What I would love to hear about from you actually is your experience that you went because I'm sure everybody has had this feeling at some point or another when you just shut all your social media down. You just went off for a while because if you explain to the listeners like 
where you were at that time because you, it's not like you're just a, a, an average person with an average following that just left you you'd built it up significantly already hadn't you what happened was this was 2018 i flew to miami with my partners at the time and we went to grant cardone's office we struck a deal with grant to bring him to the uk for 10 days and it was all really exciting now, mm-hmm. I'd been building up my social for a while at that point because I'd been taking the advice of the pundits. You know, you have to be out there. You have to be social. If nobody knows you, they can't work with you. All of which is true. Get to Grant's office and we managed to twist his arms so that we can go in his studio and we can broadcast live for the studio. He's Instagramming us. He's tweeting us. He's sharing us everywhere. People are following us left, right and centre. It was blowing up. Then we bring Grant to the UK and obviously you were there. Yeah. And, um, you know, 2,000 people in the room in London. All of these people are, you know, like following us and connecting with us. And it's just, it was a great opportunity. What happened, and I think this is really good for people to kind of get this, right? I had people coming up to me when I come off stage, wanting a picture, which is fine, right? That's cool, that's nice. But then kind of putting me in a pedestal. And I'm looking at these people and thinking, don't put me in a pedestal, I'm just as mm-hmm. fucked as you, right? You know, like, I might be doing well. You don't want that responsibility, do you sometimes? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. I think we need to be real with people. Like, yeah. I thought, wait a minute, I'm going through my struggles too. You know, I've got four daughters, I've got a life, I've got businesses, I've got all these different interests and things are hard, you know. Financially, it was the one area of my life where things were flying, but every other area was strained. I thought, don't put me in a pedestal, right? I, I'm not that guy. And I remember being in the, the lift with a couple of influencers, right? Because we were inundated with people who are known names, influencers, trainers. They all flocked to this Cardone seminar. It's almost and obscene, it, isn't it? Put it this way, right? So I'm in, I'm in the lift with this group of people. And there's this guy who has millions of followers, right? I'm not saying say who he is, but he's very well known. And he just breaks down in the lift. God. Before he gets in the lift, he's high-fiving, fist-bumping, you know, here we go. We get in the lift and he's just like, I'm fucking tired of this. I'm fucking fed up. All I do is work so everybody else can eat. And I'm so sick and tired. And the, and the guy's losing his shit. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the guy. You're the one that everybody holds up. Now, listen, be human. That's great. But when you look at this guy's social, everything projects this idea of I've got my balance together, my life together. Everything is fucking rosy. And I remember that experience opened a wee door in my brain. And I'm looking at all these other influencers and I'm on stage in the sky bar for the kind of platinum group and I'm sitting with other people and the amount of bullshit coming out of people's mouth was fucking sickening. Because I know, wait a minute, you're talking shit here. That's not your story. You're selling people this. And and then I'm looking in the room and somebody looked up at me and says, well, Billy, how do you not pay tax? I says, you do pay tax. Uh, Grant says, you don't pay tax. And everybody laughed and I was like, uh-huh. First of all, Grant's for the US. Second of all, he's fucking offsetting it against G6s or G7s or whatever they are, planes and all that. He's got his strategies and all the rest of it. Sure, there are ways to mitigate tax here, but you know, you're in a small business. You need to pay your taxes and find yeah. intelligent ways to mitigate that. And then she says, well, Grant says you don't pay tax, so there's a way you don't pay tax. And everybody was nodding. And I think I am, I'm the odd one out here. Like I'm preaching to the already fucking brainwashed, right? People need a fucking shake sometimes. So I'm looking at this, I'm thinking about this, and I thought, I don't want to be part of this world. I don't want to be part of a world where people only show you their best side and where everybody's looking up and buying the dream and getting these people tens of thousands of pounds to buy into their fucking bullshit stories. There are lots of great trainers out there. There are lots of great courses. I'm referencing the people who I don't put in that category. Not all of them. I'm just making that clear. 
Yeah. Like I say, I still take these courses and attend these things, and I'm friends with a lot of these people. But the ones who weren't as legit, it just really irritated me, and I thought, I don't want to be part of this. I want to operate under the radar. I've been putting my best self out online. I've not been sharing the downsides and the struggles. I don't like this anymore. Went back to the office and I told the team, Institute Operation Kill Bill. Wipe me for the face of the internet. Kill Bill, I love that. <laughs> I want to be liberated. Free me for the madness. So the team very reluctantly nuked everything. So they went, what? <laughs> They're like, what are you playing it? I spent so long building this up. Now, what I should have done is changed my message. <laughs> I'm not that though. I'm just like, right, let's just do it. And then the next day I'll have calmed down and be like, what? <laughs> It's like, so I've got, I've got a rule, right? If I ever get the urge to shave my beard, I must wait 48 hours before I action it because usually I've regained some sense then and, you know, I don't want to look like a big egg, right? So um, I need to wait 48 hours. Now, I should have done that with a social as well. But what I'm um, interested in is what was the immediate, if any, impact on your business? First of all, it was liberating because I thought, this is great, I'm free, I don't have to tell Instagram when I'm going to the bathroom, you know, this is brilliant. I realised it was a mistake because Grant who is brilliant as well. I mean, all of these people have got their faults. There's some really fucking bad eggs out there. A lot of good people too. I just want to make that clear. You know, I'm not one of these people who hates on the training industry at all. I'm part of it. But I should have changed my message and been more real and raw and shared the ups and the downs and the realities of business in a way that was going to really help people rather than just coming off. I came off, felt liberated, but then as Grant says, you know, obscurity can be defined in two ways. Either people don't know you or they forget about you. And what you really want is to be first in the mind of people who are looking for what you do. And I thought, right, wow, okay, so there's my mistake. No one is thinking about me anymore. And the people who were are slowly forgetting about me. I'm Where still following is. you on LinkedIn. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> that's the only platform I didn't kill. Yeah. I wiped out my followers yeah. and made it private. But then I opened it up again recently, and that's still a good platform. Every other platform I'm just starting to yeah. build again now, mm. literally right now, with a new message. But I, I mean, it was liberating. And then I realized my mistake other folk who were competing with me were out there making noise. I wasn't. They were getting the business. I wasn't. If people don't know you, they can't do business with you. Yeah. But you need to be real about it. I just look at it like this. The world has so much bullshit in it. I think if you are the most authentic person in the room, nobody can touch you. It's like if you say, Billy, I heard this story about you. Yes, you did, because I told it. Yeah. I don't want anybody to try and catch me on anything. I don't want to play this game or try to remember who you said what to and what you said on this thing and how you framed that. Yeah. I think that if you can be authentic, you can be yourself. Have you ever seen the film 8 Mile with Eminem? Yeah, Yeah. years ago. I watched it actually not that long ago with my daughter. It was only like a month ago or something. We watched it. I've watched it before, but then I watched it with her. So, yeah. You remember this thing? So, at the end of the film, he gets up on stage and he's doing a rap battle with this Mm. guy. The guy's called Future. And the goal is, me and you, Anna, we're going head to head, right? My job is to find out all the shit I can talk about you. Your job is to do the same back. What does Eminem do? He goes first and he points everything at himself. He talks yeah. about how shit he is, how he's fucked up. The other guy has got nothing to say, Eminem. Yeah. And yeah. I really like that because I think that if you're genuinely a good person, you're good at what you do and you're legit about it and you use the lessons you learn along the way to help other people avoid the same mistakes, can build a really nice following for a place of authenticity and you can serve your market before money changes hands. It's a good, pure, honest way of building a business in my mind. And I think one of the biggest revelations I ever had was just the knowledge that everybody's broken in some way, shape or form. So, you know, if people are talking about how great their life is, 
100% of the time it's going to be bullshit because there will be one area of life. You know, we all see people talking about how they love their husband and you're like, I know you hate your husband or their business is doing really <laughs> well. You're like, I know it's not. So, yeah. you know, like you say, financially, you were doing fantastically, but there were other areas of your life that weren't so great. So I think the idea that we can be 100% whole and killing it in every area is a complete and utter fallacy. Anita, do you know, the, the other day I put a post on LinkedIn, right? I live in a stunning big house, right? It's, it's an old school and it's over four floors. It's beautiful. Right out there, I've got the car I want, I've got the motorbike I want. I don't need anything over the top. I've played that game. I've got what I want. I've got a camper van sitting there. A great men neighbor. love a van, don't they? I actually went to a uh, motorhome exhibition on uh, Sunday with my cousin because right. she's she's looking to buy a camper van. So we were looking at all of those. Yeah, we went to Manchester for this caravan and motorhome thing. It was it was good. The kids were like, "Oh, what is been is this?" Like on the yeah. way there, I was trying to explain to them like what we were going to. I said, "Just wait till we get there." I can't really explain like a holiday thing, but yeah, she was looking at which one to get. So it's cool. good fun. So we, we've got what we need. A great life, cash in the bank, companies that um, you know, most of the companies that I own, you'll never even know, you know, because it's just quietly in the background, mm. you know. But the thing is, I've got this nice life, and for the outside looking in, you'd think, got it sorted. Mm. Great partner, four beautiful kids, all the rest of it. But that's only part of the story. We don't know is that, you know, my second oldest daughter's autistic and the challenge she's nine the challenges that come with that are substantial mm-hmm. um my oldest daughter she's got adhd possible autism we're looking through that just now divorced from my now ex-wife um we split two years ago left the family home started again changes in business partnerships all the rest of it so much stuff has happened over the last couple of years and i think that just touching on social for a second if you go on social and you bitch complain and moan you're not appealing to anybody. But if you go on social and you share the lessons along the way, that's real and people can relate to that. You become a kind of beacon, a lighthouse for other people. So last week, I shared a post on LinkedIn and it's went viral. These are the ones that do. Where I started the post by saying, last week I got to the door of my office, stood and looked at it for a minute, back in the car and cried. Grown ass man, big bully lad, got in the car and fucking cried, right? And then I drove home, I got in the bath and I just, I was done because... That's real life. That's real life. That doesn't make me weak as a person, you know? That to me is something that opened the door because last week when I shared that, it was based on some challenges I was having around the kids. It was based on challenges I was having in my personal life. Uh, It was based on some stress with business, which there always going to be, you know? And sometimes it feels overwhelming. So I put that on social media. It was very raw, very authentic. And you know the interesting thing about it is so many folk have reached out saying, me too. You know, so many folk have jumped on that post saying, I get this, this is me. I was there last week. People you would never expect. And I find that if that is the crux of how most people are living, you know, or, or people are generally feeling their struggles and all the rest of it, then do you know what? See if we open up and we put that kind of stuff out there. I wasn't posting it when I was in the thick yet. I posted it when I took a few lessons for it. Yeah, right. that's the point though, because I think that there are a lot of people using social media for validation and sympathy. Mm-hmm. It is not the right format for that. So we kind of teach scars, not scabs. So if it's still raw and you're looking for some kind of help, putting a post out on social media is not the answer. But if you can share that because you've kind of got a few hours or a few days or years perspective on it, and other people might help them, so it's about helping others, I guess, rather than looking I mean, for something. Nice. I've got a belief that life happens for me and not to me. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things to actually live when you're in the thick of it. Mm. It's very difficult. 
but it's also something that helps me grow, find new opportunity and get through things. So when the shit happens in my life, I take the time to process it and then when I come out the other end, I try and put that out in a way that's constructive to give other people a lift. There's no hidden agenda, there's no bullshit. No. How can I help? How can I be a service? You know, how can I relate to the world? Or even just, is anyone out there interested in reading this? If not, fine, it'll bomb. No one will give a shit and you'll move on. You won't be like sitting there going, oh, no one cares about my plight. If one person sees it and it helps them at a bad spot, good. I think we're all here. What's the point of life? I don't know. But what I can tell you for sure is that if I can help a few people along the way through my struggles, then good. Let's do it. Now, I don't have the time to do that one-to-one, but what I do have is social media. And I'm putting this out just to see what happens, just to help a few folk, you know. So I put that out as the lesson after the fact, and it went really well. That was it wasn't to try and get any sort of validation. It was just real, you know. But it is cathartic in its own way, because like you say, that's life, isn't it? And it's not to be ashamed of. And if if you kind of keep that a secret, it's almost like it's a shameful activity that you were so upset you cried. And it's not. It's just life. Some people have great days and then the next day will be a shit day. And then it doesn't mean the day after that might not be another great day. It's just life. It our business owners to you because if they're all going through it, then people can go, wow, I get you. You're real. And if you're real on this, then the chances are you're real on other things and you're not trying to bullshit me elsewhere. So how long have you had your media agency? Uh, so the agency was born out of other companies that I was involved in. So this is when I worked with my, my, my previous business partner, Paul, and I still do a lot of business with in a different capacity we were getting involved in lots of companies mortgage companies advertising companies all the rest of it so we started this little in-house media agency for our own needs wasn't it for anybody else but then it started to expand and i thought we can take on other business and then my passion my drive lay in making that business work so i exited for the other businesses and i've took this media agency on myself because i just love it you know i love working with good people who've got a good mission they're doing a bit of good in the world I believe in them, I want to back them, and if I know we can make a difference to their business, I'm getting behind that shit like it was my own. And that's that feels good to me. I get to go to bed at night feeling good about what I do. You know, and that's that to me is good business. You know, yeah. so about four years I've been oh, right, yeah. Yeah. a year and a half ago that was when I stepped away and went full time in this. Yeah. So I'm interested because I used to power listen to your hardcore entrepreneur um podcast and i noticed that you now have a podcast studio so what are the plans with that i mean the media company we're a full service agency right everything for web development membership sites platforms social advertising video podcast and audiobooks we do it all because what i found is that somebody would come to us for a website but then they'd be dealing with another company for ads another company for social if they're spending the money May as well keep it under one roof, make it easier for the client, better for us. The studio, we built that. Funnily enough, it's called Glasgow Podcast Studio, but we didn't build it to actually take on clients. I built it for me. So like, I, 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 I've just got that sitting there and we found different projects in it and all the rest of it. And I let other people come in and use it just because it opens new doors for me. Having the Glasgow Podcast Studio just happens to be handy because it's in the city centre of Glasgow. I mean, we, we deal with clients all over the world, but I just like having that sitting there because folk yeah. can come in, they can see it's another cool feature of the company. It's different resources they can use. Yeah, I, like, I love the idea of us like uh, doing that. I need to go, go in, hiring that for a day and then meeting people in real life, you know, doing the podcasts actually in Glasgow. Yeah. 
one day or something like that would be kind of we cool. We take pictures as well. We take Polaroids of people who come in and get them to sign it and we stick it on the wall too. So we've got a wee oh, wall cool. of fame there as well. Wall of fame. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun part of the business, you know. Business should be fun, though, shouldn't it, on the whole? I mean, there is a load of shit that goes along with it, obviously, particularly if you're employing staff, I imagine, but um, it should be fun, too. It should be fun. I mean, the reality is a lot of it is boring and tedious and it's not as exciting as people generally make out. It's like life, though, isn't it? (laughs) Listen, life's short. You need to enjoy it. You know, it's it's too short to waste time when people are thinking, that's something I learned going through my divorce and all the rest of it a couple of years ago, that you've got to be this full circle in yourself. You've got to be completing yourself. You can't rely on, as you said, validation for social media or other people. You need to learn to love yourself. You need to figure out who the fuck you are, what you want for life. And when I walked away, I didn't walk away from the marriage. The marriage ended amicably. And when I was away from that, I remember walking and thinking, who am I? I've lived all these years for my family. Who am I? Like, what's Billy's story? What do I want Particularly when your children are young, you have very little time to think about Absolutely. yourself. I thought, what, what do I want? And nowadays I tend to live much more in line with what's real for me and what I want, you know, and I'm very quick to say no if something doesn't fit, as opposed to years ago I would say yes because I don't want to upset people or I would get involved in something and feel like I couldn't back it. Now it's pretty cold and hard, but that's okay if it's done respectfully. I love two things I only recently learned. One is that no is a complete sentence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to go because I'm, 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 yeah. and the other thing is that it's okay to disappoint people that's fine and you need to look after yourself mm-hmm. you know even when it comes to like, there's companies I've been involved in the past where sometimes you have to let people go and things like that and you don't want to be doing that it's fucking horrible mm. but at the end of the day we're all on our own journey sometimes people have to find their way and sometimes you have to find your way and sometimes that means making hard decisions yeah taking a hard line You've got to be right with yourself. There's no point in being the sacrificial lamb for everybody else. You just end up resentful, don't you? Absolutely. Because all you do is work and everybody else feeds. But by the way, that's also part of business, though, because sometimes it's easier to be a self-employed person making a few quid than it is to build a company employing other people because while you're coming up in that business, you are at times paying everybody else and you're the last one to be seen to and that's sometimes the way it has to be when you're coming up yeah. but you don't get stuck in that because at the end of the day what you're working towards is to have a business that gives you that freedom yeah. that gives you more opportunity or that provides a nice exit down the road so you get in that situation strategically but that ain't an easy road yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah everything's got every level has its own challenges doesn't it oh, God, two of the questions we always ask our guests the first one is to recommend a book that inspired that you just love along the journey and i remember before we started recording you says don't say all of them uh, <laughs> which is hard but I- i'm going to put a twist on this anita i'm going to put a twist on it for you i'm not going to recommend the book i'm going to recommend an approach to books oh, I like um, it. so lots of people read many books but never study some and I think that it's great to jump through books and podcasts and audiobooks and gather little bits of data along the way but if you find something where you really resonate with the message then don't just read it make it a study people say read for 20 minutes a day you know this shit right no I read for insight for impact so you know at the moment one of the parenting books I'm reading is called Can Parents Happy Kids right I've read this before but rather than just burning through it, I'm taking my time. And when I get to a point where I get a really strong insight, I'm writing it down in my computer. I'm saying, what did I learn? How can I use this? Why was it important? Or what can I learn? Why was it important? How can I use it? And then I'm taking a much deeper lesson. 
because you'll find like with some courses as well, you'll actually find a lot of courses, the things you learn in a course, you actually could have got the guy's book. You went through it so fast that you missed the subtle little details yeah. that made the biggest difference. See, I listen to a lot of books, but if one really resonates, I'll always buy it because I want to have it and then I can make notes and I can flick yeah. to various sections. But the book I'm reading at the moment, fiction book, hopefully is not a parenting book, it's called How to Kill Your Family, which I bought at the yes. airport going skiing with my kids last week. I went, oh, I'm buying this. And they were like, oh, but actually it's really good. I love it. So I listen to I mean, there's lots of good books, um, but again, I'm, I tend to return to the same good books over and over. Uh, if the, the message resonates and then try and make a study and then implement what I learn. But at the same time, I'm always smashing podcasts and audiobooks and just gathering little insights and nuggets along the way. Like, you're contained by your mindset. You know, there's a version of you that brings home five grand a month. There's a version of you that home, brings home 50. You know, it's still you, but it's two different versions. What's changed? Nothing physically, everything internally. The way we do that is to go beyond our environment and actually start to pull for people and things that are further along the line that you're travelling and use that to get you forward. All in you already. You've mm-hmm. just got to find a way to get it out. So the second one is, which is, I guess, kind of more along this train of thought, is what makes you savvy? Probably the fact that I grew up as a complete hooligan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet you've got some great stories. Yeah, that one just how <laughs> coming from. Yeah, I went out to, about, God, 25 years ago, the only night out I've ever had in Glasgow, I went to a nightclub called Cleopatra's. And oh, I'm not yeah. joking, this cistern was chained to the wall when I went to the loo. being a hooligan that's one way of putting it that was slightly tongue-in-cheek i think the fact that i have been through a lot of discomfort and my back has been against the wall a lot of the time i think that's what makes me savvy if i could say that because when your back's against the wall you learn how to fight you know and i think that coming out of school everybody should do a mandatory 30 days of cold calling or door knocking It'll toughen you up and it'll teach you a few things. Like a lot of people these days are quite weak. You know, we've got a younger generation of man boys and, you know, just people who don't have, who've never really experienced what it means to go through hardship. So like my four daughters, for example, my goal was to bring them up in an area where they would never have to worry about money, about their environment, about who they're surrounded with. And what I then find out is that I actually am doing them a disservice in some ways because yeah. they don't know what it takes to make it work. So I think what makes me savvy is the fact that I've experienced the shit and pushed through it. And I think that that's a good thing for other people. So I think the one thing I could recommend to people is to embrace discomfort, mm-hmm. is to look for that because it's no imposter syndrome, it's no uh, hard times, it's an opportunity for growth. Yeah, as long as you don't have that victim mentality. Like you're saying, put work. yourself in situations where you're forced to grow. Yeah. Know that will end your life or bankrupt you. But, you know, yeah. like something so simple as putting yourself out on social or doing a video, you know. Or doing a sales a job. Like you said, get a sales job for six months. That's like, you know, way out of everybody's That's comfort hard. zone, isn't it? I had yeah. a friend who wanted to get out of his comfort zone, so he went to clown school for the weekend, which wow. is just, yeah, phenomenal, yeah. isn't it? That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. It's like networking is really hard. So I get a bit of advice. For me, it's hard to network in the room like you're the host. And like, what would you do if you were the host and it was your partner? Well, you'd talk yeah. to people, you'd see how they were, you'd take their jacket, you'd get them a drink. So it's like, I love wee bits of advice like that. They help me yeah. through it. 
because I was quite shy when I was younger. So that's what I always used to do. Think right. So even I think I do it now. Actually, when I go to places, I always try and make sure that everybody else is okay. Like that's the focus. Get it from away from yourself but onto that person. So unfortunately, whoever's the quietest, shyest, shyest person in shyest. the room, shyest, <laughs> not, not shyest, shyest person in the room, perhaps sat in the corner. Not so they're gonna. They're probably the ones that I get that I go and speak to first because normally, actually, they're you know the, everybody's got something interesting to say, and a lot of people that we help genuinely don't believe that they have to start mm. when they when they might join us on one of us oh well we're boring what i'm boring this what i do is not interesting and actually when you dig deep enough everybody's got a story and everybody's interested in some way shape or form absolutely something we can learn for everybody but you're so yeah. right how you frame it in your mind mm. is just how you show up isn't it and if mm. you can find a way to frame it differently that helps you then that's yeah so i go skiing and i, I go with my husband and when we do like a quite a steep red run i think oh shit i don't want to do that and i'm a bit crap and everything and then when i take the kids and we might do you know just a steeper run but they're off and i'm like well they're my kids i'm not going to leave them skiing on their own so i've got to do it so i suddenly you know dig deep and stop whinging and it's, then you realize that this wasn't as scary as i thought yeah. i actually can do this you know yeah. like lean in and you'll find that what you're really capable of doing but this is just like an arsenal of tools you learn as you get through life that help you with these situations. I don't think you ever change, like you say, you're an introvert. You're not ever going to become an extrovert, but you have certain tools you use in different situations that enable you to get on a stage to speak or to get up at a networking meeting. And, and that's, I guess, what we've got to teach the generation coming up to rather go, well, I can't do that. And, oh, that's not for me. And look, it's all right for them. They're different. It's not the same for me. But to just yeah. find what these tools are that will help them to do what they yeah. need to do in life. For those listening, what is the best way for anybody to reach out to you what's your preferred okay so grab me on social media for sure uh anyone looking for the media side of things it's tmdmedia.com and i've also got a daily broadcast that i do uh, that i've started up recently similar to hardcore entrepreneurship yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is very raw and the episodes are only available for three days and then they expire oh wow okay uh, interesting concept yeah relevant and i also want to make sure that people who actually lean in get the goods so that's down to business.net and that's a daily broadcast. So if anybody wants to jump on that, enjoy it. So basically it's one big idea for five minutes a day. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow and subscribe. I told you he was an interesting person and do you know what I think the more people that talk about the fact that okay this part of my life might be successful but this part's all gone to shit and you know I'm still getting a bit stressed and worried about this and I have good days and bad days and you know all of that I just think it everybody is like that and he talked didn't he about how there's a lot of people out there who are you know acting very successful and very together and very happy and then they're not I'm, I meant to ask him actually when we finished recording yeah. who it was in the list I, but I completely yeah. forgot so we don't know either but I I'll message him on LinkedIn so if we can get it out of him <laughs> Probably we can only guess, it. can't we? But yeah, it just, it just, you know, everybody's broken. And if you could be a bit less broken than you were the day before. Or help somebody do. else not be as broken. If yeah, you that help can, people, then it helps to heal it helps, you. It selfishly helps you because you think you can take <coughs> yourself out of your own problems for a moment and help someone sort out theirs. Then ultimately your problems will be, they're still there, I, I guess. But they could fade or well, No, they're karma. different though, aren't they? Yeah. Like, you talk to anybody in the whole world and, you know, the things that are your problems, they might not have those. And you think, well, yeah. if this, if I was thinner if I was richer or whatever and, and then you have you meet someone who is that 
and they've got different kind of problems so you know some it's you know some we might think oh you call that a problem but for them if it keeps them awake at night then it is isn't it then it is yeah sometimes if I have like it's really weird how it works I swear it's like some kind of I don't know guardian angel or something up there but if I start having a bit of a negative like vibe thing going on in my head um, maybe I'll like turn the corner and I'll see someone that's like massively like got life a lot tougher than I have and I th- then I have to or or I see something where people are struggling so much more on certain level and I think oh crap I'll, I'll keep my own problems thanks <laughs> like um just that kind of thing it's like shows shows you that actually you should be grateful for what you have but we all have our times where we think oh if only that was better and then you think oh at least it's not as bad as that not- it is a mindset yeah. thing and I was uh, mm. watching this thing recently and they were saying to help you have a more positive mindset you should and it takes a while a few weeks to condition yourself but whenever you say anything there's a reflection of your life or what's going on you should try and end with the sentence but luckily yeah. so that whatever it is you're like oh god it's raining again yeah that will gradually change your mindset and you will become more of a positive thinker and we all know that people who are positive and happy are nicer to be around and more opportunities are, are likely to yeah. happen to you so yeah keep saying that and then forgetting to do it all the time although yeah. I did do it like with the day. rain though in theory the reservoir should be full hey so when the sun comes in the bloody summer we should have plenty of water because it's been raining loads. So Well, it doesn't work like that, though, does it? No, it should do, though. But anyway, <laughs> so Billy didn't actually give us an actual book. He just gave us some tips on take some like action that. when you read books, which I love that because I, you know what? This is a bit of a, a pet peeve of mine, even saying the words like pet peeve is a pet peeve. But anyway. No, I love um, it. Or bugbear, I hate that. Anyway, no, yeah. do you know when people, like like it's a badge of honour, how many books they've read? And then they're like, oh. oh no, worse, badge of honour, I don't read. Oh, no, yeah. What's wrong with you? Both are both just as bad in my book. Do you like what I did there? <laughs> a point. But, you know, like when they're like, oh, this year I read, blah, 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 and I think, what did you do with that information though? Because you don't seem yes. to have moved on anything since like the last year or whatever. So yeah, it's probably better to read less books, but take some action on it. To, to me, I'm trying to like make myself maybe read or look into things that perhaps I wouldn't have done before. And that's what I like about this podcast, our own podcast here. But the fact that different people are coming on telling us about books and perhaps we would never have heard of that book. So we can go, or that person or anything. So it sends us off in a different way. Yeah. Help them and then you'll be like, oh, okay. Because yeah. some of the best books we've got were recommended by our guests. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. yeah. And that, take action on them, whatever it may be. Because what is the point of it? Same if you watch YouTube videos. Take, Just, you know, yeah. YouTube videos or podcasts or what. You probably listen to this podcast and think, I'll do that and then don't. So start doing. And, and then the thing he it, said, and he didn't really dwell on it, but I've heard it before and it is awesome, is that life happens for me, not to me. Yeah. So you, your experiences, you either learn from them or, you know, you take you help somebody else to learn from something. But, you know, it's all in our favour, isn't it? So yeah. I just I can't bear that victim mentality that no. quite a lot of people have, including my children. <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, that teacher just picks on me. Oh. Maybe it's because you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it might be something to do with you, yes. not them. Oh, anyway. So, yeah. uh, we'll let you all get off, podcasters, or you can stay and listen to the next podcast, you know, because they just keep coming, don't they? And we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. That was Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.